Hey, what's up, everyone? This is George Jones, and this is Training Day Podcast, where we talk and have discussions on how we can use everyday good works for the training of God's people and his body. Um, thank you guys so much for uh, taking a seat and listening to this podcast. I have an awesome man of God uh, sitting next to me, uh, a friend, family, um, but most importantly, a brother in Christ, and um Man, we have Elder <laughs> David Patton with me. Um, thank you for so, so much for sitting down with me. And uh, briefly, uh, just uh, for anyone that doesn't know, let uh, people know who you are and kind of what you do here at Gospel Community Church. Awesome. Thanks for having me, George. I know the first, what it was it, five or six guys couldn't make it today. And so the reason you have me on is because I was the only one that didn't have anything to do. No, and uh, not to mention elder makes me sound really old. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I am an elder at Gospel Community Church. Um, I have been since 2017. And so um, just, gosh, just love love gospel community church devoted to it here i'm able to preach uh, counsel i'm in charge of the finances and foreign missions and um, multiple other things and so again this this church my wife and i um, have given my life away our lives away to to serving it and, and i can't think of anything better than i would rather do amen and um it's been a blessing and a pleasure to honor to get to know you guys and to sit under y'all and learn. And um, I'm excited for this conversation we're about to have. Um, so basically what we're here today to talk about is how we balance our life, uh, whether it be from church, work, and family. How do we balance these things? Um, how do we give these things to the Lord? And how we, how we can try to exceed at these things. And uh, first and foremost, we all know we're not perfect. We all know that we are man and and fallible and that we're going to mess it up. But hopefully through this training day podcast and um, discussion that we can um, have some good meat to take home with us and to apply it to our everyday life. Yeah, honestly, George, when, when, when you first asked me about this, I was so nervous because and I think I told you, I'm like, yeah, but I'm gonna sound like a hypocrite, you know, and it was, it was, it was through this process, through just uh, looking at what I do, uh, looking at where I fail, um, and then just going to the Lord and my wife, Lindsay, um, and being like, how can I improve? What good can I share with the people listening uh, that has really just opened my eyes to what the Lord calls men, specifically in, in the roles in their family, um, as a husband, uh, as a father, um, a, a men's roles in the church, right? Uh, we're told to act like men. Like, what does that mean? Um, as well as um, in our workplace and everywhere we go. So, so really, just um, super humbled by this. I, I, from a, from a broken husband, uh, dad, and friend, I want to just say to everybody listening, "Hey, I'm I'm in the fight with you." Amen. Uh, so, speaking of Lindsay, who's your wife? Yes. And you have three beautiful daughters, Sadie, Stella, and Sarah Jane. Um, that, it brings us right into our first question here. Um, what do you do uh, to make everyone in your household feel seen and loved on a regular basis? Wow. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a deep question. That's a deep question because 
who we are today isn't who we are were yesterday and it's not who we're going to be next week um it's it's like shooting a moving target i i I can shoot i can shoot a target that that stands still but but going uh skeet shooting or something like that where the target's moving i I, i'm not good at that and so again like this this constantly evolving person who I'm married to and these constantly evolving children um, who I'm shepherding and and parenting, um, it it just makes that question so much more deep. And and really, I think at the core of the question, how do I make you feel loved, um, is really knowing who I'm loving, right? And so Lindsay, my wife, is not like your wife. She, she's not like other wives. She's, she's Lindsay Patton. She, she's my wife. And my wife today isn't the same wife I married 18 and a half years ago. Yeah. She's not the same uh, woman that I was dating. And, and she's not the same today as she will be when we were, we were in our 80s sitting, you know, in the rocking chairs with the grandchildren and great-grandchildren running around. Um, and so, again, just that moving target, um, I think we have to begin with, like, who are you right now, right? What are yeah. you into? What are your concerns? What are your fears? What are you excited about? Um, it, it, and really that's spending individual time with each of those people. I know one of the things that Lindsay and I like to do, even when we go on vacation is having mom and, and dad dates. And so she may take, uh, uh, Stella to go shopping, um, I might take Sadie to go play putt putt or go on a kayak or and we, we you know we back and forth so that each of us are spending that individual time and we really do try to tailor it to the person um, we were we were over the summer in Amelia Island which is the best place on earth <laughs> and when we were there um, I took Stella to the Amelia Island History Museum and again like it would have bored Sadie to death it would have bored uh, Sarah Jane to death but Stella like really loved it like she was into like we read every sign they had we we read it um, every every kind of different spot throughout the the museum we made sure that we invested time in it and she really got a lot out of it again my other children wouldn't have. Lindsay might not have, but but knowing Stella and knowing who she is, um, it, it was a great time that we had. And then we followed up with putt putt and and some like little frozen ice cream and stuff like that. So um, again, and, and that's just not on vacation, but um, I I really do try to talk to my children. Um, drive homes drives home from from church uh with sadie my oldest or um cuddle time with sarah jane these are just great times and opportunities that we have in our going right in our day-to-day life that just (laughs) the grind doesn't change you know dad leaves for work dad comes home for work dad has this amount of time how can i best utilize that time to then know who I'm trying to shepherd, right? And so again, for for Lindsay and I, it really is that individual time um, because it plays such a factor in who you are right now. 
I like that. Who you are right now. Um, it just really speaks to my heart about always ministering and leading in the moment that you're in. Um, yes, having wisdom to look forward to, to, to hopes and dreams and different things, but that we've got to always remember to live in the right now. Um, and then also to not be bonded by past things or things in the past, but remember where you are right now and move from right now going forward. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. And just right then, I just spoke specifically on my, my children. Uh, but I've definitely have to do the same thing with, with my wife as well. Right. She's a moving target. Her heart's a moving target as when I think about it, mine is too, though I don't admit it as much. And so, um, for, for us, we spend so much time in conversation, so much time talking and getting to know one another, um, one of the things that when we do marriage coaching, marriage counseling, and, and we do for ourselves, um, it's we call it couch time. I think we, I think we took it from from something else, but uh, couch time, a time where <clears throat> intentionally I sit on the couch or right now we have a front porch and the and the weather's been nice so we sit on the front porch and we drink our coffee and and we just talk we talk about our day we talk about what's upcoming at uh that evening um it's a time where she might say hey sadie has this project to do um we didn't get it finished it needs to be done and 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 i would like for you to help in this way with it or you know hey this is this is what your other daughters may need or this is what i need and so again it's that recentering after i've been gone all day i can come home we can talk about what's important to us at that moment or what, mm-hmm. you know, prioritize the, the rest of the evening. Maybe we have a family coming over and we're pre-gaming about, you know, what we want to talk about, yeah. how, we, how we can love them. And so, um, again, I think that couch time is super specific, not to mention it, it communicates to Lindsay that you're important to me. If I came home and I was on my phone still working, if I came home and went straight into a, a project at home, um, that communicates what's important to me. Yeah. And, and so coming home, stopping, getting a cup of coffee, which every grown adult should drink coffee. Um, <laughs> I think that um, that communicates, I love you, you're important, and what we are going to do together the rest of the evening is is important yeah i like i like that so i was going to ask a clarifying question the couch time is just you and Lindsay together yeah yeah and specifically so like we shoo the kids away during couch time or again for us it's porch time but yes for that specific time in our day is meant just for Lindsay and i Mm -hmm. awesome i love that and uh some good nuggets in there for one day when i have a family, but also right now with my wife to always be able to uh, prioritize her and how to make her feel seen and known and wanted and to set those times aside no matter what's going on uh, in our day-to-day lives. Absolutely. If, if, if we are not on the same team, on the same page, going the same direction, everything else is chaos. Yeah. Everything else is chaos. So I want that both her and I are running towards Christ. If we are both running towards Christ together, then we can both lead our children to Christ 
together. If we are seeking the will of the Lord for both of us in what direction to go, we can then bring others along with us. If we're going in separate directions, we're, we're just going to confuse everyone and be frustrated. Yeah. So leading into our next question, you come home from work um, and there's a bunch of fires happening at home. Uh, <laughs> How do you prioritize which fires to address first? Yeah, um, gosh. For us in this season of life, it really is, okay, Sadie has this project due. Uh, the goats got out of the pen. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, the lawnmower won't start. And, you know, dinner has to be cooked. Um, so, again, it starts at that couch time for us. It really does set the pace of the rest of the the evening. And so, again, that's that's it for us. But it could be something totally different from somewhere someone else if if it, they have young children or or no children. Um, it, it's that time to say what is most important. I, I do the same thing at work. Um, for, for me. I want to create a list, and sometimes it's a mental list, of what's most important to get done today. Then I start on number one. Um, I work through number one, hopefully until I'm done with it, and then I can move on to number two. That way, at least by the end of the day, I've attempted to get the most important thing done. And so in the same way with, with uh, the, the household, the, the grass might not get cut because yeah. there was more important things to do. Um, and so uh, having that time together is just priceless for us because it sets the, it puts both of us on the same page and sets the tone for the priorities going forward. Because again, I've been at work and so I might not know what those priorities are yet. And so if I just come home and I'm oblivious to all of those things, yet I've created my own agenda, frustration. Yeah. Frustration. So a uh, slight curveball, fires, you, you're heading into work and there's a bunch of fires, whether it be, um, I know that you're a house builder, and but just in everyday general work, um, you, you get to your job and there's co-workers or customers or bosses or whatever and there's fires. As a Christian man, how do you prioritize um and and execute in in that way um being a christian my work is dynamic um i i don't sit at a desk in fact my desk probably has lots of dust on it because i'm on my feet most of the day running from fire to fire i mean that really is a good description of my day i should uh, i guess i'm a fireman more than a home builder <clears throat> And even though I've made up that list of what's most important, I have to always be okay with something just popped up that's more important. Something just has just popped up that needs my attention right now. And so basically all day I'm reshuffling the stack. What was number one may have fallen to number two or three. Literally by the time I get into work, if my boss calls me while I'm driving in or one of my coworkers calls me, you know, I may reorder my day based on that. Um, I guess for me, you, you know, you threw in the, the curveball of uh, <laughs> Christian, Christian values in that. And so um, 
trusting that the Lord is almighty, that the Lord yeah. is my provision and that the Lord is ordering my steps. Um, because David Patton can't do it all. I can't. And I can't be the savior for every fire. That's big. <clears throat> so it's easy to think of myself as the savior of every fire. If I think of myself in that way, I am going to run to every fire and I'm going to run around as the proverbial chicken without a head and I'm not going to be helpful to anyone. But if I can trust in the Lord is ordering my steps, the Lord is placing me in this situation right now and that I'm relying on him uh, and his provision and his favor in it, um, I am more able to then assess a situation to see if do, do I need to save in this situation? Do I need to coach in this situation? Do I need to call in reinforcements in this situation? I'm not the savior. Um, and again, that, that, allows me, that allows me to go home at the end of the day because even if you listening, you're not a home builder, that you, you might be sitting at a desk and it's continuous emails. You may be you know, working in a restaurant and it's continuous people coming up, even right, right at closing time. You, have you ever yeah. been that person, George, you like, you walk in, you know, they're like, oh, I'm sorry, we're about to close. You're like, that's cool. You're still open right now. Right. <laughs> you know? And so it's like, dang, I was going to go home and be with my family, but now I've got another 45 minutes tacked on whatever it is. Again, it's that if we are the savior of every situation in our job, we are going to, one, be less effective in, in, in the situations we're in, but two, we're never going to leave. Yeah. Bro, th there's always work to be done at work. Um, I, I like to say <clears throat> that my second shift is more important. I got to go. Bro, I got, I got other things to do. And, and honestly, as a Christian man, when I think to myself, gosh, there's so much important stuff to do at work. But what I got to do at home, well, the ministry that I have to do at home, the ministry that I'll do like for the church, representing the church, either in my home or elsewhere, that's so much more important. Yeah. So, so I can set aside what needs to be done tomorrow for tomorrow. I might put it as number one on the list, what didn't get done today. And, and then I, I'm, I'm going home because... I need to be with my family. Not only do I want to be with my family, but, but I need to be with my family and, and they need me. Yeah. So how would you speak to people like me where I am a planner? I plan out my whole day or if I got things going on, it's on a schedule and I plan it out and then a wrench gets thrown in there. And I feel like the whole world's crumbling because <laughs> things aren't going the way that I planned them to go, you know? Um, how would you speak to that person? No, this is great. This is great. I'm married to that person. <laughs> yeah. Um, Lindsay, Lindsay loves a plan. She wants to know what's happening. She wants to know how it's happening. And this is, <laughs> I fought it for so many years, but it's such a blessing because I'm, I'm not, by nature, I'm not a planner. By nature, 
I'm a fly by the seat of your pantser. Uh, like that, that's that's how I operate, <clears throat> and and it's not effective. It's not effective in leading an organization like the church, and it's not effective in leading a family. My 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 children need they they need to be planned for. My wife needs to be planned for. Um, and so that being the case, I'm on the other side saying. Hey, this just come. This just came up. Uh, now that's more important. You know, I know we made plans. We were going to go do this tonight, or we were going to do this. But but this this is more important. This meeting lasted longer than it was supposed to. Um, I volunteered for this or that, um, and and so now we need to we need to change our plans. I'm totally okay with that. That that's me in a nutshell. I, I I don't know if you know this about me, George, but I'm easy like Sunday morning, real mm. easy. I, I am. Talk I am, to me. <clears throat> I am able to be changed because I recognize not only the dynamic nature of my work, but the dynamic nature of um, of life. Hey, did you, did you hear we had a goat at, a, at our house the other day? Like a, a goat that we didn't realize was pregnant because we bought her at an auction. Um, had a baby. So nobody in the house came outside expecting to see a head stick, sticking out of our, our little goat, uh, Hazel. Um, but there it was. And so for the next hour and a half, they watched, cared for, um, got got it in a pen, and I'm like, I love it. That's that's my whole thing. Like, hey, we plan to do nothing today. We plan to stay on the couch. We plan to do this or that. But then we just had a goat baby. <laughs> now all those plans are out the window. And I'm like, yes, that's my life. That's a perfect picture of how I see life. Is now this is more important than anything else I had planned. But. It's still important to have a plan. That that was for you, Lens. It's still important to have a plan because if you don't have a plan, you don't know wh- how you're going, where you're going, right? So you have yeah. to have a a goal, right? That's where I'm going, and then the plan is how do I get there? Yeah, I love that. And uh, congratulations on the baby goat. <laughs> I'm a I'm a goat grandpa. <laughs> All right, so we're almost done. Thank you. Uh, this has been. Uh, thorough and and awesome you, you're doing greater than you probably thought you were <laughs> um so our final question is we've talked about you know prioritizing things at home how do you make everyone feel special at home mm-hmm. then we've talked about uh balancing work and fires at home and at work and things like that mm-hmm. now we're gonna bring some application to it and talk great. about some practical things great um, so what are some practical ways you don't bring work or church stress home? But I do. Of course. <laughs> but I do. I do. I do every day. Um, and it's, it's absolutely, it's an intentional thing for me to leave work at work. It's an intentional thing for me to leave ministry at ministry, <laughs> if that's a thing. Um, so it's not natural. So if you're listening right now, it's not natural. M- men are mentally designed to go on a mission, right? 
I, I tell people all the time, I would have made a great Marine, right? Not that I could cut it physically, but just the, the mentality of, oh, you want me to go take that hill? Oh, you want me to do 100 push-ups? I can't do that, but I'm going to do everything I can to accomplish that mission. And then especially that band of brothers that's created when you're on mission together. Come on, like the yeah. church, come yeah. on. And for me, when I leave work or when I leave ministry, especially ministry done in a group, I feel like I'm leaving my brothers in the war and I'm going home. Think about that. So, so again, you know, <clears throat> we, we're fighting in Vietnam and I'm the one that got to go home. My brothers are over there fighting and getting killed and I'm the one that gets to go home. So that's my battle. That's my mental battle of I'm, I'm, I'm cheating them. I'm leaving them. These guys are going to stay till 8 o'clock tonight, punching out a house, and here I am going home. But, but I go back to what I said. My second shift is more important. The, the, the time that I will spend with my family, the time that I will do ministry with my family, it is more important than, than, my, than what I do from, gosh, 7 to 4.35 o'clock, right? Um, and that's intentional. Telling myself that, preaching that to myself is so intentional. <clears throat> and it's not that it's not true because it is definitely true. But the lie, the fear creeps in for me that says you're, you're not doing the mission that everyone else is doing. Look at them. They're staying late. Look at them. They're working hard. And I, and I'm saying I'm going to work hard. That's where I'm going is to, to, to work hard. So that, again, just mentally preparing for that. And then especially on the way home, pray, Lord, Lord help, you know, <laughs> um, pray on the way home. Um, that for me is a mental segue from work to, to home, to, to the ministry that, that I'm doing in my household. Um, asking for the Lord to make that break. So again, you know, I've got a closing or, you know, it may be a, a, a report due at work or something else that, again, just has my attention, has my focus, is demanding that I continue to play the movie in my head. And I go to the Lord and, and, and I say, you know, Lord, I, I'm going home. When I get home, I want to be present. I want to be intentional. I want the people in my household to feel loved and to see me display it and to hear me um, pronounce it over them. Um, and so the Lord is so faithful in that. that that's what he, <clears throat> he creates us for work. Men, you're created for work, to toil. And you were created to be shepherds over your home. Um, and, and so he, he will be faithful in equipping you and flipping that mental switch and allowing you to do the work that he's created you to do um, when, when we go to him humbly. Lord, I can't get this off my mind. Help me to transition into home. One of the big pictures I, I'm getting while you're speaking and as a reminder to all Christian men and all Christians is that our everything that we do should be looked at as ministry, yeah. um, everything. And so 
we may feel like, oh, we're leaving the guys on the front lines and we're going home, but it's just, it's the same ministry. It's just the shift focus of what ministry you're doing, or I don't know if I said that right, but it's all ministry, but your focus shifts to another part of it. Maybe, maybe you're not, you're not going home. Maybe you're just leaving the front lines and, and going to draw up the next plan to get back out to the front lines the next day. You know what I mean? So it's like if we could get that focus in our minds of everything is ministry, it will help us to be able to continue to um, have that right focal point. Yeah, and I'd go a step further uh, for for our family, and I think it's healthy. Um, Everything that can be we think of as family ministry, okay? So we have people at our house a good bit. Um, We involve our children in that. Um, A lot of times people that come over to our house have children. um, And so we make sure to let them know that their role in this ministry is to make those children come over, feel accepted, feel loved, uh, which does a couple of things. One, it ministers to that child that they can feel loved and play in an environment that is good and healthy and happy, right? But it also allows the parents to sit with us and to talk with us without that constant mental, where are my kids? How are they okay? You know, whatever. It it allows them to break away so that they can focus on what we're talking about. Um, But even, uh, again, in times when I sermon prep, I I involve Lindsay in that. I bounce ideas off and I'll I'll read her the whole thing and get her ideas on it. And I'll even talk with my children about it. Um, So again, really in all aspects that they can, I I want to involve every, everyone in it because what a, gosh, what a great way to teach our children the importance of Jesus and his love. And then the ministry of proclaiming that love by involving them in parts of it um, even even as they don't wouldn't otherwise understand yeah um, something else I, I wanted to talk about kind of to go going back to the work work stress is anxiety <clears throat> anxiety is is real um, and, uh, many of you many of you know that it, it if we're not honest with ourselves we can mislabel it so again, even going back to my guys are on the front line and I'm going home. I mean, that's an anxiety, right? And that anxiety, it robs you of your mental and emotional capacity, right? If I'm at home or if I'm counseling and I'm constantly thinking about what I need to do tomorrow at work or what didn't get done today or who said this and this happened over here, I am robbed of that mental capacity to give to my wife or to you or to my children or whoever's around me. And again, that emotional capacity too, because again, men, you have at least an emotion. You probably have more than one. Um, And again, they're hard to label for us. Maybe that's the difference with men and women. I don't know. There's tons that I don't understand, but, (laughs) but I think women have a better ability to label though their emotions men men, on the other hand we clump them into this clay ball and we throw it in the corner of our heart um, and don't put proper labels on it and so the problem is that these anxieties come in and we mislabel them as good or more important than where we're at what we're doing our ministry you know at home yeah um 
And I have to remind myself, and this is honest, because I'll wake up even on Saturday and it really ticks me off because that's the like Saturday and Sunday are the only days I actually get to sleep in a little bit. And um, the, uh, my eyes burst open at 5.30, 6 o'clock and I'm replaying this problem that I didn't solve last week or that I know I'm going to have on Monday morning. And I'm just playing it over and over. And this is this movie reel that doesn't end, it just loops. And I have to remind myself this, I remind myself that I can't solve this problem now. So it's not worth continuing to play the tape in my head. I can't solve it. Me thinking about this problem is not going to solve it. You know, and oftentimes I get to work and the problem wasn't even as big as I made it out or the solution was like actually really simple. Yeah. Again, sometimes it doesn't work out like that. Yeah. But me thinking about it all Saturday and Sunday and, and dad's walking around, but he's really not there. I'm, I'm aloof or I'm emotionally unavailable to the people that I love. It, it's, it's robbing them. This anxiety, if left unchecked, misidentified, mislabeled, robs the people around me of the ministry and joy that I want to pour out onto them. Yeah. Wow. You just dropped a whole bowl of nuggets in there. it's uh some good stuff man i i appreciate you being honest and looking at anxieties in that way and um if we could just remember to when we when these i mean we all have the loops we all have the things that we just think about over and over and if we could just grab a hold and realize hey we can't this fire can't be put out right now yeah, this is a fight for another yeah, day. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, in the same way when we when we leave work. When I leave work, there's emails unread. <gasps> there's there's text my, my my kids it drives them nuts. I have like what 581 texts on my phone that are unread. Some some of you just like freaked out just then, but like it's it'll be okay. Yeah. It'll be okay, you know. <laughs> and so like um there, there are things that I know are not going to get done. For me, again, I want to do what's important. And I think this is important too, again, when we're talking about, about anxiety um, with related to work and being able to like mentally shift away from it. Um, we're, we're called as men to work. We're called to toil by the sweat of our brow, right? But I, but I, but I think an important distinction that I try to make, again, try... Uh, to make is that we're called to work as unto the Lord. So my boss is not my ultimate boss. Jesus is my boss. Um, I I want to work as unto the Lord. Now, I think where that plays in is I might can fool my boss. I might can look busy but not actually be getting anything done because I'm, you know, mentally somewhere else or, you know, um, but I ain't, ain't going to fool Jesus. You know, he, he'd be watching me. <laughs> uh, he'd be watching me. And, and so here's, here's what I say, again, to myself, and, and here's what I try to do. When I'm at work, I, I want to work a 12-hour shift in my eight hours. I, I want to bust my rump while I'm at work because I want to go home. I want to go home, and again, what I have to do at home is more important. We've already said that. Um, but while I'm at work, 
I, I want to work as unto the Lord, meaning I'm, I want to give all that I have to, to getting the things done and ordered and, and, and almost be able to put, put, a, put a stamp on it or just say, and this day is done. I've, I've killed it today. Now, again, what I've accomplished, again, varies, but I know that I've put in all of my efforts into this day, and now my efforts are needed somewhere else. Now my second shift is about to begin, and I need to go to the Lord and pray for strength. I'm exhausted. I'm mentally exhausted. I've talked to 500 people today, and half of them have been angry. And I've got more important things to do. So I'm going to give it my all during the day, work as unto the Lord. I'm going to go to the Lord and say, Lord, help me. Help me. Uh, give me the energy. Give me the mental and the emotional capacity for all the love, hugs, kisses. Um, and then make, make a way for me to make those people in my life, whether it's my family, my wife, my children, uh, whoever I'm doing ministry with that evening, whoever's around me in my sphere of influence help me to make them feel loved by doing so i can more easily shepherd yeah amen man i want to thank you for taking out the time and just pulling on the heartstrings of the people listening it was really good uh you might not think so but uh there's so much meat in there and um I mean, the topic's not even parenting, but there's so many parenting things that it's going to be great for people to hear um, and things I look forward to implement in my life one day. Yeah. Um, Also things um, of how you handle work and always remembering that we work unto the Lord. I mean, everything that we do should be unto the Lord. Um, And uh, prioritizing um, what's important in our lives and being okay if some things don't get done in the way that you planned um and just knowing all always that god's in control and that he gives us the grace and the strength to day by day walk out through this ministry yeah so yeah. Let, let me if i can add one more of thing of course yeah no no just one more thing um there's so many opportunities in our day-to-day good opportunities things that we would be good to do whether it can be ministry, work opportunities, a promotion, uh, a relocation with more money. Like those are all good things and wisdom decisions. Um, it's important to remember that you can't do everything. You can't do everything. Therefore, there's a sacrifice daily of what I want and, and what I must be doing. I must be doing um, and I'll, I'll sum it up this way and I'll quit talking. Um, L- Lindsay, my, my wife, who's loving and patient with me, um, taught me this. Uh, she, she said, if, if everything is, is, is important, then nothing is important. Hmm. If everything's important, then nothing's important. Uh, we have to be intentional with our time. Um, we have to be intentional with our ministry and we have to sacrifice, lay down other good opportunities because our second shift is more important. Wow. Thank you, uh, David, for coming in and sitting with me. Um, I pray that, uh, 
this podcast will speak to your heart and encourage you in uh, your life uh, daily um, to be used as everyday good works uh, unto the Lord. And um, yeah, man, thank you. Thank you again. Thanks for having uh, me, George. Of course, man. Um, I pray this reaches the right people um, and that you would hear, um, allow to come into your heart and be changed and that we are all... uh, being another step equipped in the everyday good works unto the Lord. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening, and uh, we'll see you next time.
and I'll take my hands off it. Oh Lord, I surrender, cause you're near to my brokenness, I know you will handle it.